From the internet, this is Tech Laundry, a weekly show broadcasted live on Google Hangouts, where I, Jeffrey Barron, and my buddy, Tercius Perfette, talk tech and shoot the shit. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the 25th episode of Tech Laundry. I'm Jeff. And I'm Tercius. And today we have a, uh, a bit of a roundtable, uh, similar to the pizza, but not quite with pizza. It's actually with photography. Um, so joining us, we have uh, Jordan Angulo. Is that Ang- Angu- Angulo? Uh, uh, a- Jordan let, a. let him say it. Just let him say it. <laughs> we got Jordan nope. A joining us. That was 98% correct. Yes, thank you. Thank Indeed. You. Thanks for, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. Uh, Jordan, tell us about uh, a little bit of background about uh, what you do, jazz. Well, oh yeah, like I said, my name's uh, Jordan. Uh, my gnome de plume is Asadeo. That's a thing I picked up in high school and have kept for whatever for branding purposes. Uh, I'm a portrait photographer mostly. Uh, did photojournalism for a little bit. Where that's how I met Tercius, and now I kind of focus on the fine art realm of things because that lets me do whatever I want. Basically, you know, it's a little bit of cheating, but it's what I do. Um, I'm 25. I'm a Virgo. I like long walks on the beach, and uh, yeah, that's what I do. And I was told there would be pizza. So, what's going on? Yeah, I have to find the emoji. It's a little, uh, it's a little hard to find. Not to like seek it around, <laughs> but all right. Um, and also, we are joined by Kevin Lee. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, Jeff. It's going good. Uh, hearing, hearing us loud and clear. I assume everything's good. Yeah, loud and clear. All good. Good, 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 good. So, Kevin, tell, tell us about, tell, tell, tell all. Um, yeah. I'm also looking for the pizza. Pretty upset right now, but uh, that's how, here we that's go. I got to get it. You here we are. You know, uh, it was part of our rider. <laughs> that's right. That and the gummy worms were at least provided. So, whoa, um, whoa, we got we got some lag. I hope those uh-oh. aren't the uh, the fat free ones. Aren't those like laxatives? Or something? <laughs> so you've seen that video on YouTube of the guy that eats how many pounds of sugar free gummy worms and has some the worst obscene day or night insane of his life on the toilet. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this has just gone off the rails. <laughs> um, show notes, Jeff, for that link. Um, oh yeah, definitely. But anyway, um, yeah, my name is Kevin. I'm a photographer here in the Bay Area. I work full-time for Yahoo, which is where I'm actually reporting in from, because I wanted the traffic to die down before I went home, and it's quieter here right now. Um, so yeah, I shoot weddings on the side, a little bit of portraiture. I also started in journalism with Tercius and Chico, um, but yeah, just working full-time, shooting on the side, and that's about it. I think it's funny. Everybody starts in journalism, and then it's just like, no, nope, nope. getting out of it. <laughs> it's just nope. <laughs> Pay is too low. Hours are terrible, and the people are awful. <laughs> and even I I'm pretty sure I drive everyone away from journalism now. <laughs> We've all just scattered in different directions from church. That's right. <laughs> just like, oh, you guys are mean. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Well, okay. Um, like, just quickly, um, what do you guys shoot with? A camera. <laughs> okay. Just a camera? Okay. He's a tin, um, tin type? Yeah. No. He's got to get the acid etched into the plate. <laughs> um, I'm a Nikon shooter professionally and Fuji shooter for fun. Fuji shooter for fun? I've Is never it like heard an X100? That. Yep. X100T. That's my baby. And it makes me hate my Nikon. So 
Why? Um, I know we we're going to get into this later of gear and everything, but now my Nikon just literally feels like a tool and strictly utilitarian. And then my Fuji has all the soul and makes me want to walk around and go places. So, cool. Really, Jordan, you're Nikon too, right? Uh, yeah, um, I've been with Nikon for 2007 now. Uh, yeah, um, I've had two SLRs from them. The D4, oh no, three actually. The D40, D300. Now I have the D750. I got it about last year. Uh, that's what I shoot with primarily. But uh, I have maybe. No, that's probably what I shoot with mostly. And then when I feel like I want to be uh, artsy fartsy, I kind of just pick up a random uh, point and shoot from a thrift store and just figure it out. That's interesting that both of you guys are like, I'm going to have more fun with a camera that's not the one that I normally shoot with professionally. Is that is yeah. there a reason for that? Just lighter, easier, less to think about? or? Um, For me, it's not necessarily less to think about. I guess, well, I guess it's just more, eh? Well, I got maybe just contradicting myself. Yeah, I guess with a weird point and shoot, there's there are less factors to worry about. So it's kind of just you work with what you have and... You work within those limitations. You kind of just let your creativity take over. Uh, that's for me, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's that's how I started in photography. I know we're going to get there later too, I guess. But uh was just taking snapshots on a instant camera, uh, you know, just disposables. And it's gotten more and more advanced over time. And that's why I started doing it in the first place. So now I'm just trying to get back to that with one button and the Fuji makes files that look kind of similar and it, you can't zoom, you can't do anything and it's just getting me to the to where it all started and that's why I love it so much. The yeah, Fuji's a so fixed weird. lens, right? Sorry. Yeah. 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 35mm Sweet. equivalent. It's a F2 and you have all the manual controls if you want, but otherwise you can just let the camera get out of the way and just get to how you see. True. Oh man. So like a weird segue now. So I've wanted to get a Fujifilm for a long time and it's because of that kind of like you can take it anywhere with you kind of thing. It's not when I hold my Canon, it always feels like it's work. Like when I hold on to it, it feels like I always like feel this tremendous amount of pressure to produce something. Precisely. As opposed Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's like there's definitely something to be said about, you know, a secondary camera, which kind of leads me into the kind of my first kind of like discussion point is well i suffer greatly from like you know gear envy like every day i'm i've i don't think there's been a day that i haven't watched a new kind of unboxing or a review video on a lens or a camera like how do you guys choose your gear like like how do you guys say okay this is worth my money uh, <laughs> no sorry <laughs> dramatic no. pause that's what i'm I'm gonna wait because I'm gonna. I'm already emotional okay. about that question. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, um, go ahead. So it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. I think being a, at least semi-professional, you kind of lose the romanticism of all these gadgets and toys to some extent. So they end up becoming more literally tools for the job, and so that's why I don't really feel that need. Any, I mean, unless I see a gorgeous little. Fuji or stuff like that but as far as SLRs and lenses and on and on they're cool but they're more a means to an end for me and so I kind of have the toolkit built out and it's not because I like how they look or I mean some of them are pretty cool and they'll give you more buttons and more options of 
make it easier to use, but for me, they just kind of lost that like excitement and now I'm trying to simplify, but yeah, they're just tools for the job at this point. So like what, what, like what does your um, toolkit consist of? Oh, so um, I could post a screenshot later to this, to the show notes or something, but um, well, it all starts with my little wagon because I have a bad back and everything wagon. and I just put that, I've yeah. got my light stands and my beauty dish and my main bag that's got a D600 and variety of glass and everything and flash, the whole, the whole nine yards, but it's all, that's all just for weddings primarily and I try and leave it as home as much as possible and just, stick, that's probably another reason I just fell back to the Fuji is so much stuff. I never wanted to not have the tool for the job, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just full frame Nikon with 17 all the way up to 300 and some primes mixed in pretty much. Yeah. Cool. And Jordan, um, so your answer for, you know, how, how, how do you choose what to buy, man? Um, I definitely agree with Kevin um, in that kind of just learning how to shoot and learning what I like to shoot. You kind of learn that, yeah, the, the camera is basically kind of like a paintbrush. You know, you could have a really, you could have a really shitty one or a really good one. And as long as you know what you're doing, you kind of make the best of it. Um, the only reason I upgraded from the D300 to the D750 was the full frame. I knew that I shoot it indoors a lot and kind of with whatever available light is around me. So I knew that kind of like having that larger sensor and kind of like better uh ISO capabilities that kind of let me uh that facilitated my process you know it was granted it's a beautiful camera so having that isn't bad too um in terms of lenses I try to keep it pretty simple like I've shot with uh like a 50 1.8 for years now that's probably the the lens I use mostly mostly I have this Are we one. like all like? Can we all agree that Nifty Fifty is like the greatest learning piece of glass ever? There's there's so many times. Yeah, you're totally right. There's so many times where I could shoot with like I have this weird like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's like a weird like Nike, like Nikkor like 105. Uh, what is it called? Like defocus control. Like it mm -hmm. lets you adjust like the bokeh the the bokeh the fancy creamy blur on the Ooh. on the camera itself on top of an aperture right um and it's really nice and it's really pretty but a lot of times it's kind of just like that that distance doesn't really help me indoors so i end up going to the 50 almost exclusively i have a i also have a, a lens i call the bubble it's the 14 to 24 2.8 it's basically like the fisheye equivalent to the 24 to the 70 which is ideal for portraits but me being an art major, I have to be in a contrarian. It's like, no, I'll make wide angles work with with people. <laughs> which is, yeah, it'll be it'll work. People will like it. No, yeah, no, giant no. Like I used, I used to. Use, hmm? I'm sorry. Giant noses and tiny ears. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people want to hire you for that. No. <laughs> no, that can be really cool if it's done artistically like that it can be awesome i've seen it done well yeah it definitely opens up yeah it definitely opens up my room that's very small so if i need to shoot full body shots it kind of helps but it's the it's uses are very limited and yeah i don't want to say i regret not getting the 24 to 70 but i wish it were with me that's all i'm gonna say mm -hmm. <laughs>
You know, I'm a recent convert. I used to use the 50 almost exclusively too, but I've actually switched to a 35 because for me, it's like the right Heresy. kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, there's a reason why it's like called like the photojournalist lens. It's because it's wide enough for a lot of, you know, indoor things and it's great for portraits and you can, it's just a really great walking around like street photography lens too. It, it's... And it stops down to f2, so I'm I'm really pleased by just how it's performed. Like ever since I picked up my 35, I haven't used my 50 at all. Yeah. Like let alone my 28. Like so, those are mine: my 28, my 35, and my 50. So all primes. I've never wanted to zoom up until very recently, which is kind of what spurred, like, kind of made me want to talk about you know, this because I kind of need people to tell me not to <laughs> want an 80 to 200 because they will get wrong, it. Wrong, Tercis, you do. <laughs> <laughs> like when i look about like i'm completely opposite of you guys i feel like buying gear kind of fuels my kind of drive to take more photographs and kind of to it kind of guilts me into working more you know what i mean like i so i i take the kind of other side of that is that when i looked at like the examples of the 7200 like how like you know how blurry the backgrounds can be like how much you can isolate your images as compared to what I have right now. It, it's like, it's like not night and day, but it's definitely there. Well, I think, um, pardon, this sounds like a tool answer, but I think the reason why I don't want any more is I have all the entire arsenal that I need. So I, there's not, there's very few exotic things that I would, yeah. could, like you said, extend your creativity or extend your vision like that. So that's, that's totally mm -hmm. fair. I remember that place of feeling like, Oh man, I could do that if I had that, and I, that's that's totally reasonable. Yeah, like that. I feel like gear envy is totally universal, especially when you start off. Yes. You know, it, it's just like, oh, I wish I could do that, but I can't. But you know, yeah, like okay. So this, I want to point this one to Jeff because now I know that Jeff is the only one here with a crop sensor. So Jeff, you what did you shoot with again? So I, uh, so as a person who actually doesn't take pictures, uh, really, I'm a videographer guy. Uh, so I shoot on a T3i, and uh, it's been working for me. It's like a, it's, so it's, it's quite the workhorse thing for uh, what it is. And yeah, I do shoot with an APCS, whatever the crop APS sensor. APS-C. So when I'm looking, yeah, and I have the Nifty Fifty. Literally, it's like within reaching distance. So if I bend that way a little bit. Um, you know, it does crop like a fuck ton. So, you know, if I'm like shooting indoor, I'm like getting it real back, like real far back to the corners and just kind of see it, people. Um, I'm trying to remember. Are, are, sir, are, are you asking me like what, yeah. what my... Yeah, okay. So why haven't you purchased a more... Because, okay, the T3i, let's be clear here. It's kind of like a dinosaur now. Um, the T3i was actually my second camera I've ever purchased. And that was back when I was in community college in like, you know, 2012 or 2011 or something like that. So it's it's an older camera, especially now, like, especially now. Like, why haven't you upgraded and why, you know, what's keeping you from upgrading? Um, mostly, I don't know if there's an actual need for it. Uh, most clients, I mean, I don't ever need to shoot higher than 1080p as of right now. Um it's nice to have the 4K because if you're shooting really wide, you can, you can kind of crop in. You have that flexibility. Um, it's most of that just uh, in terms of video, just like if I upgraded to anything higher than it, um, it would be negligible difference in terms of image quality. Um, most people wouldn't be able to tell. Clients who the people I'm shooting for would never be able to tell. They just look at it and like, 
yeah, it looks about the same or a little different. Like, I'm going to notice and be like, don't you see? Like, look how creamy that is. It's like, no, it's not like that at all. Um, <laughs> look how creamy it, it is. <laughs> and they yeah, just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, can you just jazz it up or, you know, whatever, like, <laughs> words they use to, like, try to vaguely describe what they want. Um, and uh, so that's, that's the main reason that I haven't, I haven't found a need. I, I browse uh, quite a lot of forums and particularly the videography and the filmmaker subreddit. Uh, if you guys are big redditors and um, the starter camera, a lot of famous films, not famous films, but have been filmed on less or equal to like the GH2 was used to film an entire cinematic uh, cinematic movie, uh, which was Upstream Color. I think the name was. <laughs> and um, there, there's been there's, there's there's enough examples that show that like the the body of the camera for film specifically uh, does not matter as much as the glass, just like it does in photography and um, I haven't found the need to shoot in 1080p uh, or higher than 1080p, uh, which is interesting because when you guys bring up this whole thing about uh, video and like, you know, like, like, oh, that's my work camera. It's true. Like that camera basically sits there until I need to like shoot something or I'm trying to experiment. And one of the reasons I bought the iPhone 6S Plus is because it shoots 4K and it has optical image stabilization for both stills and video. And so like I'm like, this one thing negates a lot of money and like setup that I have for that stupid thing that's supposed to be shooting still images only and it's become like this whole film thing so I've like you know I have like a, a stabilizer for it so it's like counterbalance so you can get still sh- like nice shots but this this camera will do it you just walk slowly and it still it does digital yeah. and optical like stabilization so I'm like oh man well like I could just shoot with this and like they wouldn't even be able to tell the difference I mean there's some differences um, but if you're just doing certain types of shots like it just kind of I'm like well well, shit. <laughs> takes, <laughs> takes the craft uh, out of my art a, a bit. But Well, uh, how much do you guys shoot with your camera? Like, I mean, with your phones now, as opposed to your cameras. Like, how yeah. often do you guys actually, like, use your, ca- like, you know, your phone to shoot, I guess? You know, if you're, like, how often do you use it compared to your regular setup? I definitely take the Annie Leibovitz approach to mm-hmm. uh, the phone photography in that it's basically my main camera if my D750 didn't exist. Um, I have the iPhone 5C. I'm almost embarrassed to show it. Look how <sighs> inferior it's kinda it sad. is. It's kind of sad. I'm trying. I'm trying. Like this week, I'm going to, uh, you know, like next roundtable, I'm going to have that 6S Plus. <laughs> I'm going to be shooting in 4K, slow-mo. Every, like, I, I'm, gonna, mm. I'm just going to do a project of people waving fabrics in slow-mo and, mm. uh, yeah, all that good stuff. Um, it's the most convenient cam. Well, it was until the, up the firmware, but it's the most convenient camera to have, and it's... The quality is, uh, I mean, the quality in f- phone cameras is astounding compared to where we were five years ago. Um, for me, yeah, I guess like on, ins- you know, like especially on social media and web and websites, uh, phone quality, you know, camera quality for phones, like the quality of the picture is pretty negligible. You know, it's hard for people. Most people might might not be able to distinguish, at least in my opinion. But uh, it's the camera that's always with me. If I could. If I had that Fuji, that would be all with me all the time, you know? So, Kevin, if you ever want to give that one up, I'm here. <laughs> Not a chance. Sorry. Oh, well, when the when the 110 or the 100Z comes out, you know, let, let me know. Let me know. So, Kevin, here's my question to you. Like, so you use your Fuji for, like, you know, like kind of more fun going outside stuff. Why aren't you using your iPhone for that? Well, I only upgraded to the 5S or, sorry, the 6 S, not plus. Sorry, Jeff. That's uh, oh, okay. <laughs> as of like two months ago, but there's 
Ah, man. I forgot you could cuss on here. So when I said tool earlier, I really meant douche. But here's another one. (laughs) Uh, There's a... There's... You read it on the internet, and I hate to say that it's true. There's something magical about that lens on the Fuji. And the internal, like, it's, uh, I guess, like the firmware or something. But it, uh, it's Fuji's a film company, and so they understand how things are supposed to look. I, guess. I mean, you know, Apple's no slouch. Obviously, that produces beautiful yeah. images. But Fuji, is that's what they do, literally. They make images. And uh, the the look of the files that come out of there, I shoot JPEG on it, and it just produces some. It's maybe how it handles the shadows and the colors. It's really subtle, but no, it's like it's not like my Nikon. It's better. It's better than anything I've ever seen. And I like having the manual yeah. controls at all times. And then the third factor would be just the iPhone or really any camera, T3i, even way before that, like in the right lighting and the right settings they all basically produce beautiful results but when you start getting into the dark or when you start getting into more extreme settings that's where you see the differentiation happening that's absolutely correct like low light and different things that's where they start separating and i know my fuji can shoot in almost pitch black whereas i wouldn't trust even the 6s in a concert or something like that but it yeah. won't stop people from using them in concerts no, no. even though it's the most obnoxious <laughs> no thing way. ever I'll, I'll bring, just bring your iPad. And up, you know, that's what a lot of people do for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, here, here's a weird question. Um, what was your first camera? Like, everyone. Jeff. Oh, wow. First camera. Like, what was your camera, first camera? camera? Yeah, camera, camera. Like, this is my camera, and I'm going to use it to take pictures. Hmm. I'm trying to remember what... Oh. I, I have to think about that. I, you don't, you don't I remember? Shot, I, my first camera was a black and white, uh, just a film camera. Not that that, I mean, it shoots color too. She's both just happens, <laughs> black and white, you know, uh, as a film. And, so you, uh, you really started up with like a, a SLR, like film camera? Yeah, straight up. Um, I Whoa. took multiple black and white uh, classes and actually I really I really enjoy doing black and white photography like being in the dark room and the smell dude of the don't developer. you guys miss the dark room uh oh blasphemy coming up did, did you oh <laughs> wait hold on what Kevin what are you okay I've shot film I just Spill. never developed it myself you've so oh. you've never done the real you've never you've you never like, gone into the closet kind of thing the, and then shaking you're not around. missing out my life room experience out. is made by Adobe <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Nice. You don't miss the smell of chemical. I mean, I guess you never smell the chemicals. Busted. So, Jordan, you you you've done the dark room, right? I've done like, I've done it, both dark rooms, color and black and white, and I don't miss that smell. I don't miss that dectol. <laughs> I don't miss that that stop bath. I I miss doing it. You know, there's something yeah. very cleansing and therapeutic about waiting like two min two plus minutes for a <laughs> photograph to develop. Like, there's something yeah. really. There's something really surreal about that, but in terms yeah. of the the smell and the, I, I started developing headaches after a while, and no, not cute. Sorry, like the <laughs> roman- like the romanticism is gone. Would I do it? Yeah, I, I would totally yeah. do it. But like, do I miss it? Oh, it's the smell. It's the smell. <laughs> <laughs> like like that- I, I I miss that red light. That's I think that's part of the things I really miss is that when you're in that developing room, that's it's the the that safe light. And it's no, just, I don't know. It's there's so something cool. yeah there's it's very it's very romantic but yeah just and it's usually I, so quiet in there 
Usually, yeah, I just, yeah. Wear, just wear headphones and just like work away at my thing. Yeah, I think that's yeah, my, like what I like the most is I didn't have to talk to people. <laughs> okay, so Kevin, what was your first camera? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kevin, what's your first camera, man? Uh, D40, also, and I loved it. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was killer. Wow. I mean, uh, what I did 35 1.8 for it, which on the crop sensor oh, basically wow. turns into a 50. Yeah, and off to the races. Yeah, I love that thing. I remember my first camera was this point-and-shoot Fuji, and I got it because, like, you, um, it came with a bundle of, like, rechargeable AA batteries, and it was just the worst camera. And, okay, and this is... It was just a really terrible camera. And I remember... Um, this is the saddest part. I was just, like... I, I called into the manufacturer, and I was like, there's something wrong with my camera. And they're like, what's wrong with it? It All the pictures like I take at night are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the camera, so I'm like, this isn't what I saw. And, like the, the photos are bad. Of course, this is like before I even took any photography glasses. It was like my first ever camera, and I just I was just like, there's something wrong with this camera. It's not doing what I want it to do automatically. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's that was that's my embarrassing kind of thing with the photography. <laughs> they just said that's on you. <laughs> like you just you just don't know what photography is, man. Just said tripod and hung up. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn. Dude, that'd be cool if like, it was actually a really sassy like customer support person for like Nikon or Canon. He's just like. <laughs> Take a class or something, man. You know? <laughs> like just, just, just do it better. Just, just, yeah, it just, better. just hey, you know, like read a book on photography, huh? Well, you know, any see any Cartier-Bresson? <clears throat> That's right. Any, anything like that? So, speaking of Cartier-Bresson, what would be like the advice you would give your like? I mean, you wish you received when you were first starting out. Like, what would be your number one advice you would give to yourself when you were starting out? Is that a hard question? Uh, Jordan, sorry. What? Who, who, oh. Who wants to go, go first? Oh. I have notes, if that makes any difference. <laughs> sure, thank you. <laughs> I am very prepared. So, Jordan, <laughs> what um, would be your advice to yourself? If you my advice to myself out? would be to, like, stick with my major in, like, high school. Like, when I applied to colleges, I was undecided for whatever reason. I think... Mm-hmm. When I when I was telling people, oh, I'm gonna major in photography, everyone gives you that look of like, well, what are you gonna do with that? And it's like, oh, okay, never mind. And yeah. I know now that if I would have applied, you know, as a photo major, art major, there was like a supplemental application that probably would have helped me. So there's that. I think I would I would tell I would encourage. I think you want to encourage most high school kids to p- pick at least one path, and then you know you can always change it two years in or you know after general eds. But, but definitely uh, choose something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I think most colleges will see that you're undecided and they kind of just don't know where to put you. Um, and also, definitely in community, you know, like I think, oh, I, I guess as a photographer, like um, I would tell people to maybe not, oh, like not too much. Like there's a, sometimes you have people that maybe distinguish too harshly on what they consider personal work versus co- like work for clients or work that's like commercial or, or sellable I think mm. a lot of people kind of limit themselves in that regard where it's like well you know I'm doing this and that or you know I'm you know I'm working with like these people so I can't really do what I want and it's like like based on whose rules you know I've never understood that distinction um, 
and just to always I think especially now with Instagram and all the social media things like the fact that pictures are so ubiqui- ubiquitous with us is to constantly work I think the worst thing a, f- a budding photographer or artist can do is to kind of like wait for a project to come along I think if you just gotta constantly hustle with your craft and develop your style and you gotta just you know make 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 shit up you know make make assignments for yourself if you're not taking classes if you're kind of just doing it on your own well put that's good i try (laughs) (laughs) kevin no i think that's fantastic advice and um it's a little bit cliche but i think it's echoes echoes what jordan said it's just um very cliche like i said but the first ten thousand photos are your worst and that's true go out get them out of the way they i look back at my first stuff it all sucks so bad i'm sure i'll think the same thing in five years again (laughs) but uh that's why you do it you keep moving um and spin the dials press the buttons grab a light bulb take it move around your head do this move it literally just just go try every single thing your style and your your focus will emerge from that of what you respond to and there the pixels are free so might as well go out there and, and do it and uh also like jordan said like if you're not feeling inspired uh one of my teachers at chico state uh byron wolf who's awesome said he if he's looking for inspiration he'd start take a picture of something random take a picture of something else random look for a connection just just go 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 until it comes to you like if if you care or if you don't then then it's not for you and that's fine but if you really care you have to push it and you have to make it happen so just just keep shooting keep looking for inspiration and if it's not for you that's okay but if if you do care that's that's the way to go nice jeff do you have something um yeah, no, it, it follows much in the same vein um, that there is a... When you first start out on something, there's, like, this constant worry of just, like, is my equipment good enough? There's, like, this gear fear. Or, like, you're, you get caught up on it so much, like, I can't gear do this fear, because I, I, I need... Yeah, I need X to get X effect or something. Mm-hmm. Or, um, yes. So people, like, are like, oh, I need to get invested. And, like, people look at sliders or, you know, I need a 4K camera or, like, things like that. And the thing is, mostly, you don't need any of that, really. Um, because if you have like a phone, you already got most of the stuff that you need. You just need to like make it work. And filmmaking is wrought with stuff of just, you know, kind of just working with whatever you got to get the effect done. Uh, so if you look behind the scenes, you know, you're just like that. I can't, that guy's on like a rope. He's like hanging off a cliff. Like, yeah, but the shot looked great. And you never, you never <laughs> noticed that. And, uh, they didn't know the fancy behind it. And so, yeah, it's just to get out there and start doing something. Um, that's the best way that I've learned anything. Um, in my entire life is to basically not have to wait for a class or someone to tell me to go do something. It's always just to go ahead and do it. And you'll figure it out as you go along. You're like, oh, well, that wasn't very good. Uh, maybe next time I should hold it you know, more steady for that shot or like ask a certain question when you're questioning a subject on something. Or um, You just start to learn these things. So big, yeah, biggest thing is that like if like sometimes, yeah, gear, you, you will need a piece of gear or a, some sort of glass for something at some point to get something that you need. But that comes secondary to everything else that you're doing. So, uh, yeah. So don't, don't get caught up on gear. Just get out there and do it. Yeah, it sucks. And yeah, you're going to be unhappy with the work. Like, I'm constantly unhappy with my work. Like, I, I finish something and my clients, it's like, yeah, it's perfect. It's great. I'm like, no, it's not. Look at all the shit I left in here. Like, you don't even see the polish that I did. Like, this just sucks. And, but, they don't, but I don't say that. But I'm like, okay, cool. All right, it's good. But For then I'll the- just go home and be like, oh, 
Uh, for all the audio-only listeners, there was furious head nodding by all of us during that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we could all relate to the whole like, I wish I need, I need this piece of gear so I can move forward. Yeah, no, and it's... I I only have like let's see, I look it over. I have three pieces, uh, three lenses. I got the kit eighteen to fifty five that comes with Ew. you know every Canon camera. If you start with the kit, uh, I got a zoom lens. I think it's a seventy to one twenty. And then I have uh, the Nifty Fifty, which is the f fifty or the yeah, the fifty millimeter uh, one point eight, and uh, I use the fifty millimeter almost for everything now, uh, unless I need to use a wide shot. Which actually the eighteen to fifty five for video speaking, it's freaking great. Uh, you you can achieve a lot with that lens, even though it's like it, you get you comes with it, still looks pretty damn good. That lens uh, is amazing. It gets such IS. a bad rep, and it's ridiculously sharp. Sharp. It can do some macro. I mean, it's. No, yeah, it it's comes, not like a prime aperture 1.8, but that that lens is so much better than it gets credit for for Nikon as yeah, well. Totally. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Especially like the they had a Mark II of that in the Nikon, yep. like a version a VR one, one like one with like vibration reduction, and that was like pretty sweet. And I was kind of like, oh, this is this is amazing. I'm like, I didn't even I wasn't told this would be sh- I was told this would be shitty. What what's going on? Yeah, no. All my crappy lens. Yeah, they always tell you like like oh throw out the stock lens and then you just go throw the 50 on there. But then like I don't know, 18 is 18's really wide and 55's pretty good lens and it comes with IS stock. So I'm like I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm not I mean I'm not going to photography, I don't know. Uh so, but for video at least, uh my advice would be like yeah. fucking that's great. It's good. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm actually in the camp of, like, I've said, throw away the kit, get the 50. Because for me, like, I think it's really easy for someone to just zoom in and out on the lens. And I, don't, I, I feel like part of photography is all about just getting in there and just learning to move. And, like, kind of, you're part of the instrument. Like, a lot of you is in this. Like, whether or not it's your ideas or, like, where you think you should be. It's, like, really important. Um, as for, like, I think the advice that I... Um, would have given myself is I remember when I was first starting out there was this whole I, I had this kind of ego to myself like oh this is my art you know this is my voice kind of thing and I never wanted to look at anyone else's work I never wanted to read any photography books because I didn't want it to influence my work I feel like that was the, one of the bigger mistakes of my life was the fact that I chose to ignore like the works of really great photographers because I wanted to keep my voice but the problem was like like when you look and research and you read about like other photographers, um, you get to learn what you like and what you appreciate and what you want to look for. I feel like that for me like would have helped. Like it helped with me, me with design. It's like steal ideas, then make them your own. <laughs> for me, that was that was exactly like how I um, like operated, and that's like how I do now. Like all the time, I'm like looking at like other people's work and seeing like this, how, like, what do I appreciate about this? And then how could I use that in my own work? I think that's totally great advice of don't, don't be browsing Amazon. Don't be browsing B and H looking at lenses you could do or sharpness tests or bullshit like that. Actually look at people making art, people at design, look at things that actually influence things that actually affect you on some emotional or, or some, or some level. It's not the technical stuff's largely irrelevant. I mean, it's just means to an end, but if for things that actually inspire you or affect you in some way, look at what does that for you and then see if that takes you anywhere. Definitely. I think that's actually, isn't that like a, it's like a Steve Jobs quotes, like great artist steal or like, 
Uh, I I, that's like the half the quote. I have to like really Google that one. But uh, no, my my favorite Steve Jobs quote is, "I just want to make a dent in the universe." That's awesome. <laughs> Did he really say that? Yeah. Oh my that, that's like that's my favorite Steve Jobs quote. Hashtag yeah. hashtag goals, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, you know, like Kim Kardashian wanted to break the internet. Well, Steve Jobs wanted to dent the universe. So, face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Priorities. <laughs> I'm really glad you said that about uh, Tercius about the whole like avoiding influence when you were younger. I, I when I run into that with with other artists, like you know whether they be photographers or painters, and when I hear that kind of thing, where it's like, well, I don't want to, well, I don't want to look up this person because I don't want them to like. I want my voice to be like clear and mm-hmm. and my own and, and mine. And it's kind of yeah. like, and it's like I, I don't understand that. That's that's such a that's such a fledgling kind of like mentality. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know where I don't know how people can see uh, creativity as being so granular, or so like binary of like it's either yours or it isn't. And it's like it's there's there there are so there are so many more than Fifty Shades of Grey to that. You know, really. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're we're affected. All the work we produce is just affected by everything else around us. So why limit that to well, like yeah. Yeah, literally, like a sun, a sunrise, it can influence us, like it, it just by waking us up, and it's like that, that alone, like changes how you think. Uh, then, but then you're copying God, so I think that's a, <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> also, people just stop God has really great lawyers. Pictures. Stop wasting your time. Come on, <laughs> that's my, that's my main one. I want to make that okay. my artist statement. Like, what do you do with your art? It's like, well, I want to copy God. I want to, I want to, I want to cause a dent in God. Like, I want. Man, if I was like going through resumes and I read that, I don't even know what to think. I'm like, huh? <laughs> maybe, maybe I should call this guy. There you go. I just want to copy God. Mission statement. Yeah, mission statement. Oh, I want to copy I, God. And I want to copy God. Like, like, holy shit! Because yeah, I, I don't I don't think they want to hear any more statements that start with like Webster's dictionary defines an artist as. Oh, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Which, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, what is up with why Webster's? I don't know why. I think Webster's like the funniest dictionary name. I don't know why. Wikipedia it's, it's defines like a, an artist as. It's like the make grill, grills or something. <laughs> It'd be awesome if someone was like, well, I wrote my own dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Artists. Or it's like, add like, it's like, add two parts creativity, you know, plus, like, you know, uh, plus camera, plus, or like, like, make like a, like a a ingredient list for like cooking up uh, artists or something. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's funny. I, I, I attended kind of like an admissions, like guidance meeting once, and they were kind of just telling us how to like what advice for writing statements and we when someone asked like what's the weirdest thing you've ever read and the, like the the woman she said well this one guy he was applying to be a music major and he formatted his essay so that it looked like a guitar <laughs> like the text kind of was in the shape of a guitar and she was I like i feel so sorry for like all the audio listeners because you should have seen the most epic eye roll from kevin lee <laughs> <laughs> it was just like <laughs> like I can't put it into words. Uh, so did he? Did he get in? Um, I think. <laughs> I think with the. I think he got in not because of his formal application, but because like I think it was like the music school. We're like, okay, well he can, he can, he can obviously play the guitar. So let him in. But I think once they saw the like admissions thing, and it was like, 
I think the person didn't even want to read it. She was like, no, like that's not <laughs> happening. Like I'm not trying, I'm not trying, like, there's no, you can't give us a statement and have it be, have it have a cipher. Like, no, like, this isn't like, sorry. <laughs> okay. Speaking of just like awful cliche things, what are your pet peeves in photography? Like what, like what kind of work do you just like really, really hate? Mm. Like when you see it, let's start with you. Um, Jeff, let's start with you. We haven't started with you. Pet peeves. Yeah, what is your um, like photography, your videography pet peeve that you always see? And you're just like, I hate this so it's funny. much. I I, uh, I was talking to somebody. I don't know who I was talking to. Maybe I <clears throat> talked to a lot of people. Um, but one of my <laughs> biggest ones is like I understand that like you need to have like a, you need when you start something you need to have like a brand for something. Mm-hmm. So what people usually do is that they like have like the least creative name for their brand. It's always like. You know, it's like Dawes Johnson Photography. It's always this. It's always their like Classic. first last name photography, and it's like the boring logo, and like the watermark is like half the picture, or it's got like the thing across it. I'm like, holy crap! Like, what is this? Like, like I think it's just I don't know. That drives me crazy whenever I whenever I, I see it. Um, I see it a lot on Facebook, and I'm just like, is that a real? Is that a real like company you have, or is that just like is that just something you took on your phone and then slapped the logo on it, or like, I mean, that's. Uh, you have to come just better name there has to be just better names out there than just like what your name is and plus photography i just think that's uncreative which uh, is ironic i was shooting a concert in the bay area one time and uh this guy next to me was photographing as well and i talked to him afterward and he handed me his business card afterward and his i guess company name was dipped when you saw dipped when you see me <laughs> dipped what? when you when see you me and i was like does that mean people leave when they see you vote like what on earth are you doing like, <laughs> what, what do you mean <laughs> Wait, was it like incorporated ink or right like, yeah dipped ink i don't know i think that was probably the worst one i've ever seen but, dipped yeah. when you see me yeah yeah i mean yeah they just like left that was just gone seems negative to me but anyway yeah dipped maybe, maybe, okay uh, what is the most pretentious thing that like Okay, my most pretentious like company that I wanted to make was Dominant Art. Mm. Is that bad? Is that bad? Dominant <laughs> Art. Yeah, like it's like a newspaper thing, and I'm like, I'm a newspaper guy, and <laughs> what is the dominant? What is you know like how in like a news page like the biggest piece of oh, art is dominant right. art? Yeah, right. oh. Tercius, it's 2015. No one knows what a newspaper is. Sorry. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> okay, um Jordan, we have to get back to you. What's your um, biggest pet peeve? Um I try not I'm going to sound really like diplomatic right now. I try not oh, to hate art. I try to try, I try to understand where everyone's coming from, but especially where I'm in in portraiture, there's kind of a I get really like it really gets under my skin when I see um portraiture that has kind of like that fake skin texture. Like, I think when people kind of, like, do fashion stuff or uh, beauty shots, it's kind of just like that. There's almost, like, no... The super it, airbrush. Like, it's... Yeah, it's, like, a very uniform skin texture. Like, the like the forehead skin and the cheek skin and the and the nose skin. Like, there's no blackheads or anything. It just... It looks unnatural. And, you know, if that's kind of, like, what you're trying to go for, like, that's cool. But I... Sometimes it just looks so, like... You might as well... Like, why don't you just shoot with a mannequin? You know? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like... Uh, yeah there's something there's something about that just like the obnoxiously like almost yeah just like painted on skin and it's like i just i don't know like i 
I I I really breathe a sigh of relief when I see kind of a mag a fashion magazine and a woman has bags under her eyes. Like she looks human. It's so hip right now. Yeah, it's so girls in. are so yeah, hip right age, now. Yeah, hum- humanity is in, you know. <laughs> That, that's yeah, my they, biggest pet peeve. I have seen that, like when they look like those, um, you know, the toddlers and runways and stuff. Uh, that's what it looks like, and it's horrible. Yeah. Oh no! Please, can we not get into like retouching babies? <laughs> like baby, baby retouch photography is the scariest thing. I've seen so many tutorials and oh. like demonstrations of how to fix a baby, and that is <laughs> that's. That is unhealthy. That, that makes, wrong. makes me sick. Fixing a baby. My baby's broken. Can you fix it? It's, it's <laughs> got a lot of... I, I, my jeans are I, terrible. I have this my really ugly baby. That should be like, a, it's metal, like a metal band's name. Like baby retouching. Baby retouching. <laughs> it's so depressing. There you go, there you go Kevin. That's, that's going to be my next business card. Uh, fix my baby photography. Baby retouching. Your photography. baby's ugly photography. That is so depressing. <laughs> I did not know that existed. That's so sad. Please, like, do yourself a favor. Uh, you, Google or YouTube of uh, baby retouching, and you will not sleep. That, it's the scariest thing. It's the scariest thing. I remember reading a, a story about someone who, like, who did that, but for, like, for people who had, like, miscarried or, like, had dead children, they had to take, like, actual... Because, like, the people who, like, you know, the parents are just like, I just want to, like, you know, document, and, like, this is, like, this was my child, and I was like whoa that's a really weird dark thing like that they have to like do like all right we'll have to like handle uh you know the child and like airbrush or like clean it up everything and i don't know like it's it's like the craziest story of like i've i didn't even know that was a like a thing like a thing people did but apparently that happens uh so to play into that i guess that is a thing so it's gonna dampen the mood with that. I, like, I like how jeff just turns the conversation into just pure awfulness <laughs> well I don't want to stay in that dark of a place, but I did have a question for like you photographer. Like, do you guys ever capture moments of life or things? Mm, I don't know. For me, so much of my photography on a personal level is about capturing, responding to things in the way it makes you feel, of course, in all senses of that. Mm -hmm. So do you guys have any qualms about recording more difficult parts of your life or anything like that? Like, how do you mean, like, tragic, like, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't quite understand. Uh, I guess it's, yeah, more of like a big picture question, but just, yeah, I guess of, like, for example, a lot of people have done black and white work of a dying relative or different mm-hmm. things like that. Do you have any, yeah. do you think any things are off limits like that? I don't, I personally don't think there are limits like that. I recently, um, I had, my father passed away last year and... Um, my mother asked me to take pictures of him before they took him mm-hmm. and I was kind of didn't know how to feel about that in the moment but I did it and I now I'm, I'm glad I did because I don't see them as death photos I see them kind of as a document of someone's final moments whether he was there or not is you know more philosophical than practical right uh, in terms of the question I I enjoy seeing those um, projects that you kind of mentioned Kevin where I've seen a lot of uh series is where people will document kind of like chemotherapy or kind of like hospice care kind of stuff or people that are terminal or on death row kind of stuff like that i i totally have no problems i have very few ethical issues with what is cool or not to photograph um not all of it is what i would want to do but i would say i respect people 
and their bravery when they want to be that vulnerable. And I, I, I wish I were more vulnerable in that regard. I try to be, but yeah, I, I, I totally have, like, you know, just whatever people want to show, I'm willing to see. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. For me, I, like, I once, um, I was asked to photograph my aunt's funeral, and I felt really weird when I had to photograph, you know, like, my, like, all my aunts just, like, just, like, pool of emotion. They're just, like, crying, and just, like, they were just, it was the most depressing sight, and I just was, like, thinking, I was like, why am I taking photographs of this? You know, it's like, what what is the point of my photographing, like, this really kind of vulnerable time in their lives? But, I don't know, there's, there's something to be said about the realities of what you create. You know, like, I, I'm not really, I, I don't think you truly understand, like, what, I, I think it's what you do with what you, like, make that kind of defines what it is. Not necessarily what you're doing at the moment. Like, I think... I, it's it's really hard to put into words. I think it's just really important to create first, and then like, and then ask questions along the way, like how you want to, like what the point of it is. Like totally I don't think, agree. It's just like it, it's really hard to like kind of just quantify or kind of just say the morality of something until like you have it and you're sitting down with it and you're really thinking about it. Like I, it's one of those like I'm I'm with the whole shoot first, ask questions later kind of like like that's how I approach things, and I think. It's definitely a confusing matter, I guess. Yeah. It's just, I can't really, it's it's hard to, to <clears throat> just put into words on like stuff like that. But I, I've, like, um, you've mentioned like, you know, like a terminal patient, some of the photographer, like how um, some photographers have documented the lives of like, you know, their cancer stricken relatives and all that. Some of those are really beautiful, powerful images. Like, and they, it, again, see, it's like the reasoning behind them, like, how much more like exposure did like <clears throat> how much more truth was like spread because of like just how powerful the image was like this is the reality of like you know like people dying of cancer and it kind of just shows the truth about cancer like this is how this is what happens to people and like the power of those images they are beautiful but they're also doing something bigger than what they are do you know what i mean yeah it's so i feel like has a bigger yeah. message than just that moment exactly yeah. so it's like it, it those are it's like you don't know that until you actually create first and then you're just like how do i do this next you know like what do i do with this yeah so yeah that's my thing on that one yeah wow well, i didn't okay. mean to go Hold there on. we can what, what else you got to <laughs> 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 well, no, 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 well kevin i haven't heard your pet peeve yet man oh you're like dying people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just hate them. <laughs> I had to break it. I Thank you. Um, I mean, there's all the old. Nobody, nobody wants your selective color. Your, you know, on and on. There's all that stuff. But I guess in the modern world, like it's kind of funny. After we were talking about using other people for inspiration and on and on, but maybe use that as a starting point of you know a launching point but i just see so much work on instagram that looks the same and everything and we're all unique people why can't your art reflect you on a more personal yeah. level and it's it you know that's not everybody's goal i guess to make art and that's not even always my goal but like sometimes it's cool just to have a you know quote unquote perfect landscape of whatever vista it may be that's cool that's fine but I'd like to see more original work, I guess. It's yeah. pretty gen generic in general, but... Yeah, especially with, like, more 
I don't want to say event in terms of when I say, I guess when I'm talking about this kind of event photography, I mean like spectacle. I think when people you see, I've seen a lot lately where people have gone to kind of like the Broad Museum in downtown, and you kind of see the sim- the same shot that everyone does, and it's kind of like that. It's called like a, there's a piece called the Infinity Room, mm-hmm. and you kind of see like it's kind of like it's almost kind of like when you have those like cutouts of people when you put your heads in and you're taking a picture where like you're the muscle man and then the yeah. woman's like the lifeguard or something. It's kind of like that where everyone has the same picture where they're like dead center in inside of all of these mirrors and no one, no one is trying to like be like unique about it. It's very rare. Like I would kill to see someone in that room and it's like, Oh, Hey, I took a picture of my hand near the mirror. Cause cool. Right, whatever. Make it your own. It's like, like I'd much rather like see that than kind of like, Oh look, we're in the infinity room too. And it's like, do the guys only let you, have one perspective it's like i hope not but you yeah, should I totally uh, know where you're coming from you should make a print or something of that instagram grid of all those people in the infinity room it'll be an inception of oh. <laughs> hold, hold on not, I, 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 i'm doing a project that's not unlike that I've, I've i've been really fascinated with the fitness shot in a gym mirror selfie mm-hmm you know, where it's like a guy who's really in shape taking a picture of himself in the bathroom of at a gym. Right. And it's mm-hmm. always like it's oh, I've I found that more people shoot with their left arms and it's really fascinating. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is what it is. It's not and, because most people have their right handed. So they're like flexing that one more. Right. It's right. Like, and it's like, yeah, it's, and it's mirrored. So it looks like the left hand. So it's like, yeah, but there's there's something really like there's a lot of uh, I think the compositional like. Mm-hmm you know standards that kind of take over it's like oh okay this is this is something so coming soon to an art school near you uh, gym, gym selfies yeah. grid gymception gymception <laughs> well um guys i really want to thank you guys for joining me i think there's so many more topics that i feel like we didn't cover and we just like kind of like graze the surface <clears throat> of so again thanks jordan and thanks kevin for joining my, us my pleasure. hopefully this yeah and um, yeah, um, if you guys, so Jordan, do you have like anything to plug, I guess? Um, well, I also do a podcast. Um, it's a lot less structured and focused <laughs> than when you guys are doing. So I really respect <laughs> what on. you guys are you doing. You think this is structured? I mean, by my standards, <laughs> what kind of like, gelatinous this is, mess do you by my produce? standards, what you guys are doing is this American life. Like we are, <laughs> just, we're, 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 we're monkeys yelling into a microphone. <laughs> But yeah, I do a podcast. Um, it's called uh, Keeping It Realist, keeping it with the apostrophe, because I'm cool. Um, <laughs> we're on we're on iTunes. Uh, if you follow me on my social medias, I link to it regularly. I'm well at Asadeo on most social networks. Uh, that's I, I I'm trying to keep my uh, Instagram and my website current in terms of uh, the photos I post. So that's what. I'm doing. Kevin? Um, and this is my Twitter handle if you're watching the live feed, but my Instagram handle is at leak3, which just popped up in Comic Sans. So, um, <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Comic Sans. Minus the one, just at leak3 on Instagram. My website is kevinleephoto.net. Some jabroni took the dot com. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it. 
It's okay. Someone cool. took Jeff.com, and I'm always pissed about it. <laughs> I remember Google. It's just some guy with a, like he's got a Jeep and he's got a truck. He's like, "Hi, my name's Jeff," and he's not doing any of the site. It's literally just him. That's amazing. And he's, he says on it very clearly that he's like, "I'm not interested in ever selling this domain name." I'm like, "That's oh, so awesome!" What? Of course, like, because on, it's like man. who wouldn't want right that domain name? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going safe. to Jeff.com. Jeff, I know 3.0. Yeah, it's that same stupid picture. I looked that up back when I was in elementary school because I was just like, oh, what my domain name is. And I was like, oh, it's this guy. This is incredible. <laughs> this uh, is my new homepage. Oh. He like, <laughs> yeah, he had like, let's see, decided broken. Old links are broken. Sorry about that. Like old links. Like, what do you have, like, like I've never seen a blog or like, does he have like a forum that talks about how much people want his domain name? Like, wow. Yeah, it's uh, I don't I don't know how he got it so quickly. But good on him. I hope it never changes, at least. If you're going to not keep it, just keep it the exact like, time capsule. Is my <laughs> it's know. so awesome. Okay, um, well, guys. Um, well, all of our um, episodes are available at techlaundrypodcast.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at, at tech underscore laundry. Indeed. Um, I'm Tercius, and you can follow me at, at Tercius Pufete. And, yeah, and Jeff is at Jeffrey A. Barron. Indeed, um, at Jeffrey A. Barron. Yeah. Uh, and, be um, sh- I don't know. Go, Jeff. Go. Go. Uh, Okay. All right. Um, uh, 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 Be sure to check out our hashtag, hashtag tech laundry for anything that we post. Um, We will actually, so this is supposed to be the first episode where there will be uh, P-roll, sorry, pre-roll ads and post-roll as well. uh, Thanks to Acost or Acast. uh, One of those two. Hopefully the transfer goes fine and this episode's up on the day that it's supposed to be, which is tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, so get me some feedback on how the ads are, if, uh, they're intrusive or anything like that, just, uh, let us know on that. Hashtag Tech Laundry. Uh, also check out our website, techlaundrypodcast.com, for all of our other content show notes. Uh, you'll find links to everybody who's a guest on the show, uh, on the and show Jeff. notes. And Jeff.com. And, yeah, including Jeff.com, <laughs> the, uh, we're talking about, uh, fat-free gummy bears or the, um, the sugar-free ones that are terrible for you. <laughs> And uh, let's see, what else? What, what else do we talk about the show? I wanted to talk about the uh, L16, but we'll save that for another time because that's it for this show. So until Thanks next time, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, come on. Bye. No one has anything else to say. <laughs> oh, no one ever um, does. No one ever shout does. Out, wait, shout out to uh, photographers with bad backs. Kevin, I'm right there with you. Uh, <laughs> camaraderie. It's what it is, it's what it is, you know, sciatica, what's up? <laughs> is, that, is that a hashtag? Hashtag, hashtag sciatica. Bags. Hashtag bet. Hashtag no more messenger bags. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Jeff, kill the live feed. Kill the live feed. Kill, kill, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're all right everybody hour. stop recording. Good. Uh, that was good. <laughs>